Hey, welcome to Church Experience Online. We're so happy you joined us today. As you watch this teaching video, if you have any questions or need help getting connected, please don't hesitate to reach out by phone or email. Also, our website is the best place to go if you'd like to access helpful Grow Step resources, join a serving team, connect in a life group, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially by giving online. At the end of this teaching video, you'll hear one of our Church Experience Worship original songs, and we hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you've learned. Thanks again for joining us at Church Experience Online. has been an amazing week, church experience, right? For those of us who live here in the Tampa Bay area, Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now they're calling us Champa Bay, right? Because we were runners-up in the World Series. We won the Stanley Cup Hockey Championship, and now we won the Super Bowl. I mean, what's next? Ping-pong champions? <laughs> right? Bowling? Whatever, bring it on. This has been such a good year for sports in the Tampa Bay area. And, you know, after living here seven years now, I'm in, I'm behind these teams, but, but I could easily be accused of being a bandwagon guy. Just jump on the bandwagon when it's going right in the right direction, just when you're winning. But, but the truth is, like, I might be, because when I was in Michigan, right, the Detroit Lions had a year where they won zero games. I mean, imagine, all season, never won a single game. That <laughs> was a bad year. And I was not wearing a Detroit Lions jersey that year. I'm just being honest, I was not. I wasn't pulling for them. I just gave up, right? But, but this year, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning, especially winning the Super Bowl, I was absolutely watching the game with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey that has Bruce inscribed on the back of it. I'm not even making it up. I was, I was all in 100%, right? Tampa Bay, come on. You know, I have lived here seven years now, and aside from the sports, I do. I love the people. I love the culture. I love the climate. I love everything about it, and it's just been a great seven years. And when we first moved here, we purchased our home, and we got settled in, and I realized very quickly that my mailbox was continually filling up with all these offers from advertisers, you know, people wanting us to buy this, buy that, you know, purchase this. And I just, I was like getting sick of it. I was like, man, it's filling up my mailbox, taking all my time. Like every day, like, oh, junk mail, oh, junk mail. It's like, it just, it was wearing me out. So I decided I was going to save myself some future time. So I hoped to live in this house for many years. I thought, man, I could even be here decades in this house. And so if I am, I'm going to save myself time. And I had to open up the same thing every day. Like, okay, there's that same piece of junk mail from last week. And so I decided all the the repeat junk mail, I'm just going to call them up and unsubscribe. Can you please take me off your mailing list, right? And I thought it was a good plan at first, but I very quickly realized this was not a good plan. <laughs> because after, after doing this for a few days and a few weeks to get into it, I realized that I was completely outnumbered. There's like one of me unsubscribing, but there's countless thousands of advertisers trying to fill up my mailbox with offers. They were relentless and never stop. I mean, just trying to offer me all this and all that. And it's kind of like temptation, right? It's just relentless. The offers never stop coming. 
The offers of the world from the devil, come on, just, just go this way. Just, just take a step off the path of life and from what you know is right. And those, those offers never stop. And let's talk about temptation today. Because you want to live a full life in Jesus Christ, you want to live life to the full and enjoy and freedom and love is peace, then you have to learn, you absolutely have to learn how to overcome temptation. Because those offers never stop coming. I was telling a friend recently, I was saying, you know, my, I feel like my inbox for email, it fills up way faster than I can empty it. I just can't keep up. There's always messages coming in. I try to get rid of them. There's more coming in. But, but I have this little button in my inbox that says, delete all. <laughs> it's like, who, who put that button in there and why? Delete all. But you know some dude has used that, right? You know some dude is having a bad day. And he sat down at his desk and he looked at all his new messages and he's like, forget it. Delete all. I'm done. He got up, walked out. This is a good day. I'm, I'm done. You know somebody's done. That is tempting, right? Talk about temptation. There it is, that button. But your mental inbox, right? Your mental inbox is continually filling up with offers from the world. It comes from what you listen to. It comes from what you see. It comes from what your friends talk about, what you drive by and see along the road. It's just all over the place, the offers of the world. Hey, come on. Come on, just over this way. Just, just try this out. Just purchase this. Buy this. And not even just the material. It's, it's the spiritual. It's the, hey, just, just take a step on an easier road. That's what it, what's what it looks like, right? The, the broad road. Just go this route, right? I mean, instead of living by faith, live by feelings, whatever you feel like doing. Instead of making sacrifices for what you know it's right, forget that, that's too hard. Take the, take the easy road, live for comfort. And forget the mission, you are the mission. Just live for ease, live for prosperity, live for pleasure, live for whatever you want to do because you are the mission. You're the, it's all about you. It's all about you. See, temptation, it never stops. The offers just keep coming. And what if you could figure out how to overcome the temptation? Because you know God's word says that there's a way out, that God will provide a way out, that you don't have to succumb to temptation. Now, temptation itself is not sin. But imagine it as the road that leads to sin. And if you, if you walk down the road to temptation, it leads to sin. And the Bible tells us that sin leads to death. Leads to destruction of everything good in our life. And, you know, temptation comes from the devil. And the devil's a liar. He's an absolute liar. The father of lies is what the Bible says. He's, he's a liar. And he lies to us. And he makes those offers and he fill, fills up our minds with all these, all these lies. If you, just, if you just take this offer of mine, your life's going to be better. It's going to be easier. It's, it's not a big deal. No one will know. It's okay. God's cool with it. Just, just do what you want to do. Everybody else is doing it, and, you know, you go down that road, and you find out the devil lied to you, and you always end up, listen, you always end up with less. But what I want for you, and more importantly, what God wants for you is to end up with more. His more. That's always better than the less that the devil offers you. Here's how I want to explain it to us today and help us get this mental picture in our mind that I hope you'll never forget, help you overcome temptation it really comes from a number of different places in, in, in the Bible. And I just want to read some of those to you today. I want to begin in Isaiah chapter 55. And, and listen, I, I hope that you'll, you'll take some notes today. I hope you'll, more than anything, take some mental notes and fill up your inbox mentally today with something that's going to help you when you're in that moment of temptation. Because listen, you'll never live that full life in Jesus Christ until you learn to conquer 
temptation. And all have been tempted. Even Jesus was tempted. God himself can't be tempted, but Jesus is fully God and fully man. So we believe theologically he was both fully God and fully man, and the devil came to him tempted him. He's the only one that was tempted, though, and did not sin. So every one of us not only knows what it's like to be tempted, but we all know what it's like to be sinned. But imagine if you could learn how to overcome temptation. What if you could, what if you could win against temptation? That's, that's where we want to go today. We're going to talk about dining, dining with temptation. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. It says, come to me. All you who are, who are thirsty, come to me, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters, and you have, all you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? You see that? What does not satisfy? The ways of the world don't satisfy, do they? We're, we're talking about something so much bigger here than food. There's something so much deeper here. There's a spiritual conversation that's going on. But let, let's follow along his thinking here. Just, why spend your labor on things that don't satisfy? Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good. God's word says eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. The banqueting table of God. I just want you to imagine today the banqueting table of God filled with the, the richest of food, the, the greatest blessings of God, a companionship with him, a relationship with a good, good father, a God who loves you, a God who's always there for you, a God who not only loves you but also forgives you of your sin, a God who believes in you, cares about you, watches over you, blesses you, that God has created a banqueting table for you. It says elsewhere in his word in Joel chapter 2, verse 26. It says, you will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. That God who has worked wonders in your life, he, he wants you to be satisfied with the richest of foods. I, I, I like Psalm 63, verse 5. Listen, it says, I will be fully satisfied. I mean, isn't that just a good thought to be fully satisfied? Have you ever just had an amazing meal or just a great dessert, your favorite dessert, and, and you just were fully satisfied, and you sat back, and you're like, oh, man, I feel, I feel fantastic. I feel good. I feel, what do you, what do you say? I feel satisfied. I'm satisfied. I feel fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. God, you'll, you'll, you'll satisfy me in every way. So if, if God's table is, is so satisfying, why is it that I'm continually leaving his table and settling for the lesser offer of temptation? Why do I settle for the microwavable meals that the devil is always offering me? Why? Why? I mean, I'm hungry in the moment, and he puts something in front of me. It's like, oh, hey, here you go. And right, you've experienced this. Like, why well, just take this path, you know? And we step away from this amazing banqueting table, and we realize in the end that the devil overpromised, and he underdelivered. Every time. He overpromised. It's not going to cost you that much. It's going to be incredible. But he always underdelivers cost you a whole lot more than you thought it would and you got a whole lot less than you thought you would 
you know, kids, they go into a hotel, maybe they're on the road with their parents on a vacation, getting ready to go in the elevator, go up to their room, and they, they see the, the rack with all the, all the brochures. Hey, Mom, hey, Dad, we got we to do the zip line. They got, they got a dinosaur museum in this town. We got to check out the trampoline park. And they, they come running over to you with all these offers, all the different brochures, all the different things that you can do. And, and you weren't planning on doing any of these things. In fact, you were just passing through. You stopped for the night to get a good night's sleep. You were headed from point A to point B. Point B is the vacation. It's the destination. You're excited about the destination. you got reservations. You're going to see family. Whatever it is you're looking forward to do, you have a destination. But now not only do you have a destination, you have some distractions. you got some shiny, laminated, pretty picture distractions right, right there in front of you. Why don't you just take a deviation on your path from your de- towards your destination and just, just enjoy some of these distractions. And you know, that's really what the devil is always offering us. He's saying, you know, I know you got somewhere to go, but, but instead, of, instead of doing that right now, why don't you, why don't you come over here and, and why don't you settle into this, this, this temptation, this distraction. That's really what it is. It's a distraction. And here's, here's what temptation is. I want you to write down this statement. Temptation offers... Something I don't have now in trade for something I really want later. Isn't that what temptation is? It's the offer to trade something that I don't have right now for something that I really want later. You know, don't, don't worry about the long term. Don't worry about the big picture. Don't worry about God's offer. Just, just take this offer. It's right in front of you. You know, it's not right. You know, you don't feel great about it. It's okay. Don't worry about that. Just, just take what's in front of you. And that's really what temptation is. It's an offer for less. And the devil always overpromises and underdelivers. So how do, you, how do you beat this challenge to step away from the table? How do, you, how do you overcome the continual pull towards settling for less so that you can get more of God's best in your life. Oh, it's kind of like driving down a highway. You know, they say if you're passing a semi, when you're driving down the highway, don't stare at the semi. Because if you stare at the semi while you're trying to pass it, then you'll drift unintentionally toward the semi. And how many of you know that's a really bad day if you drift into a semi, right? So they say, instead, stare straight ahead. Look past the semi. Look down the road, over the horizon, where you're headed. Keep the semi in your peripheral vision, but you just look straight ahead. You stay between those lines. You keep going towards your destination and don't get distracted by what's right next to you, no matter how big it is. And really, that's, that's in a simple version how you overcome temptation with God's help. Is you want to look past what's right in front of you, look past the temptation, and look ahead to something better, what God actually has for you. And I want to help open our eyes today to all that God has for us, the more that God offers us at his banqueting table. C.S. Lewis, one of his best all-time quotes really summarized this this battle, this war, and how to overcome it in our minds when he said, you know, we are half-hearted creatures. We're fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by an offer of a holiday at the sea. 
we are far too easily pleased. We're constantly leaving the vision that God has for us, the banqueting table, and settling for something so much less because we have no idea. We can't even imagine how great God's banquet for us is, the banquet in his presence, eternally, what God has to offer his kids. Yeah, I think a story in the Bible that, that can help us understand this dilemma that we're in and the opportunity that's in front of us, probably a story that, that more than any other story I can think of in the New Testament is one that Jesus told in Matthew chapter 13. And it's a very short story. It was a very powerful story. It's a story of a, a, a person who was walking past a field and he saw something special. Verse 44, Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is like a treasure hidden in the field. When a man found it, when he found the treasure, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and he bought that field. So he, you got this, this guy walking past this field and and, and however he finds it, he stumbles on this, this treasure in the field. And he sees this amazing treasure and he's like, are you kidding me? They, this is just laying out here in the field. This is unbelievable. So he buries it. And then in his joy, meaning like he was straight giddy. He's like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I mean, this can't be real. But it is. No way. It says in his joy, he went and he sold everything else he had. Why did he do that? Because he couldn't afford to buy that field. Not with the money he had. So he had to sell everything else. He got together every bit of money he had so he could come back and buy that field. And it wasn't that he really wanted the field. It's that he wanted what was buried in that field. It was the treasure that he had found. And it says in his joy. I just love that, that image. Then in his joy, he saw something better. He saw the, and Jesus is again talking about the kingdom of God. And, and he's saying, man, there's just something so much better that this guy has found. And, and he's talking about what we have available to us in God. It's just so much better. It's that treasure hidden in a field. And in this guy's joy, he goes and, and sells everything else. He says, there's nothing that compares. I'll give up everything else because this is the only thing that my soul really wants and really needs. I mean, there's nothing better than God's banqueting table. So he goes and in his joy, he sells everything else. He's not reluctant. He's not losing sleep about like, oh man, what would I got to give up to get this? What am I have to sacrifice? Is it worth it? He's not thinking about any of those things. In his joy, he knows that absolutely it's an, it's an amazing deal. He's trading up for something better. He's getting a steal. In April 2000, the NFL draft took place and it's probably, over the course of time, going to be one of the most famous NFL drafts of all time because something really special happened in that draft. Or we could even say something really special didn't happen because 198 people were selected before a young quarterback from Michigan, a guy whose name you might know, Tom Brady. Isn't that amazing? Think about that. 198 people selected before Tom Brady, which, by the way, is a side point. It's another reminder to focus on the value that God assigns to you and not what everybody else says your value is. Because others might overlook you, but God knows your worth. 
Chiefs fans, was that, was that too soon to bring up Tom Brady? I'm so, I apologize. I'm sorry about that. Just having a little fun. But, but uh, let's think about this and how this, this story applies to this. 198 people, let's just say, walked by that field. They didn't see the value that was right there in that field. They just walked right past. See, some would say that that, that 2000 NFL draft of Tom Brady, that, that was the greatest steal of all time. But I want you to think about this, this treasure in the sense that it was the greatest steal of this guy's life. It was the greatest deal of his life. He would never have a better deal. He found this treasure of infinite worth. And so he sold everything else because he says, listen, I found something of such great value that everybody else walked past. Nobody else saw the value. Nobody else saw what was here in this field, but I found it and I've realized it, that it's so much better. Here's what you need to know if you want to overcome temptation in your life. What God offers you is infinitely better than anything the devil can offer you. Anything in the world that the devil can offer you cannot compare. It cannot touch the banqueting table of God. It's just better. See, temptation is always offering us a terrible trade. It's always offering us to take in the short term something we don't have or something we think we don't have or we think we need in exchange for what we really want, what we really need in the long term. And, and so, so what's, what's the lesson in all this? Here it is. God's offer is better. God has a better offer. God has a better offer for me, and that's what I need to know if I want to succeed against winning against temptation, that, that God's banqueting table is so much better than anything that this world can offer. He's just had, he has a better offer for me. He's got a better offer. And he's got a better offer for you. And you know, sometimes at, at Christmas, you, you know, you get gift cards that, that maybe you do or you don't want. And, and I don't know, if, have you ever seen the, these websites where you can do gift card exchanges? Have you, have you ever seen that? Where you have a, a gift card, let's say, that, that you got for some, you know, uh, lesser restaurant, and you want to trade it for one that's more of a favorite restaurant. And, and, and so you, you type in your information on your gift card, and you can trade it, you can swap it out with somebody else for a fee. And you might end up with a car that's a little lesser value, but it's at a place that you actually were interested in, right? And I want you to imagine with me for a second that, that you have a friend that had a $100 Cheesecake Factory gift card, and he got onto one of these websites and he traded it for a $25 fast food gift card, and he told you about it. Wouldn't you look at him like he's crazy? Like, are you kidding me? I mean, you can do it, but why? <laughs> like, really? Why would you do that? Why would you trade a $100 gift card at the Cheesecake Factory? Why would you swap that out for a $25 fast food gift card? Even if it's your favorite fast food, why would you do that? Because, listen, you would, you would tell them, you would say, because you can get anything you want at the Cheesecake Factory. They have the biggest menu. I mean, they have all the options. You can get literally anything you want. So why would you settle for less? Why would you settle for less? And this is really what we have to understand when it comes to temptation is that the devil is offering us a trade in exchange for something more that we have. And listen, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, this is something that I already have. Check it out. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're God's kid. You're his child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir, an heir to his 
estate, his inheritance, the kingdom of God. You're his child, you're his kid, you're a part of his family, you've been adopted in. So you already have everything that you need in God. You have been blessed. And and when you receive Jesus in your life, you become the child of a king, the heir of a great inheritance in the kingdom of God. Understand that when the devil tempts you, he's tempting you to step away from what is rightfully yours, what is more. He's tempting you to settle for something less. He's tempting you to take a, a lesser offer. An offer that will never satisfy in the way that God's banqueting table will satisfy. And this is already yours. But because he hates God in heaven, and because he's trying to fight against God, and he's going to lose in the end. We already know who wins. But he's trying to get back at God by getting in you. And so he's trying to pull his kids away from the table, away from what's rightfully theirs, away from all that God wants to offer them here and now and eternally. And, and, and he's tempting you for, with a lesser offer, something that will overpromise and under deliver every time. He's offering you comfort food. He's offering you food that looks good on the outside, but you'll throw it up later. You'll vomit it out. You'll regret it. It will never satisfy you. It's got a bad aftertaste. But, but what God offers is eternally satisfying. Look at this verse, Psalm 16, says, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. See, God's offer is so much better. It is so much better. Psalm 84 verse 10 says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand days elsewhere. God, one day at your banqueting table is so much better than a thousand days chasing down the offers of the world that can never satisfy me. So why would I waste time? Why would I waste time settling for the offers of the world when what's offered to me is something so much greater, something so much better. Everything that I need is at God's table. And that's really the lesson I want you to get here. And maybe you want to write that down. Everything I need is at God's table. Imagine dining. It's Valentine's weekend. Imagine dining at an amazing Valentine's meal. Maybe you're surrounded by people you love. Imagine getting up and leaving that table, a table filled with love and blessing and coming over here to eat all by yourself, why would you ever do that? You have to look beyond temptation. You have to look beyond what's in front of you and look at what you're giving up. You have to look at what you'd be walking away from and all the brokenness and all the hurt and all the pain and and all the frustration and disappointment and disillusionment. You have to look and see what the offer actually is from God in comparison to the offer of the world. See, everything I really need is at God's table. I, I came across a book called First Things First. Someone handed it to me, and I, I love one of the quotes I found in it. It said, it's easy to say no. It's easy to say no when there's a deeper yes burning inside. How do you overcome temptation? You, you feast at the table of God. How, how, do you, how do you lose your appetite for the things of the world? You feast at God's table. You fill up on what's satisfying, the presence and the power of God every single day. You get in his word, you get in prayer, you worship him. And when you fill up and you satisfy yourself in God, in Jesus, listen, it fills the longings of your soul. And then you think, well, I don't want to go over there because I got everything I need right here. Why would I walk away from this table? Why would I leave this feast every week in worship? Like, like you're doing now, we, we gather and we worship and we get into God's word and we grow in our faith. Why would we leave this table? 
to go chasing the ways of the world, to run down the dead-end roads, to circle around the cul-de-sacs and the, the, the roundabouts of the world? Why would I go to where I'll never find treasure when the true treasure is right here at God's table? And it's available to me every day. It's his, it's his offer to me. Everything I need is right here at God's table. You know, when we, uh, we were a little bit younger with our, our kids, you know, we, our, my oldest now is 13 and my youngest is seven, but when my, my oldest was only seven and they were seven, five, three, and one, and they're at those ages, one, one through seven, four of them, man, anytime we sit down to eat together, man, somebody always spilled something. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, like, even though I knew it was gonna happen at some point in the meal, it was always a surprise, right? Because you're laughing, you're having fun, and somebody knocks over a table. It's like one of the toddlers or something, and, and the water goes all over the table, or the juice goes, that's even worse, because then it's sticky, and you gotta mop it up, and you know, or they spill something, and right? it's just always spilling something, right? Or somebody spilling something. And my wife, she would say, you know, Brandon, I remember this story a little different. It wasn't the kids that were always spilling. It was always you that was spilling. <laughs> I still do this. I'm not even making this up. Like earlier today, I literally spilled on myself when I was eating. I just, I do. I always will spill on myself. It's just a natural thing. And, and you know, here's something I want to encourage you with. Some of you feel like I don't deserve to sit at God's banqueting table because I'm always making messes. I'm, I'm always messing things up. I don't think God wants me at his table. I don't know if there's still a seat for me because I've left his table so many times. And I don't know how to stay at the table. I've, I've wandered away so many times. I've settled for those fast food meals and I've, I've missed out on so much. I don't even know if there's anything left for me at the table. Well, first of all, you need to know that, that God's table is so rich and so full. You'll never exhaust it. There's always a seat at the table for you and there's always something on the table and it will always satisfy you. And God always has a seat open for you because he always wants you home. He always wants you at his table. And no matter how far you've wandered away or how many times you've wandered away, no matter how you messed it up, here's what you need to know. You never earn your seat at God's table. There's other seats in the world that you have to earn. You want a Super Bowl ring, you gotta earn that. <laughs> Good luck. But you never have to earn a seat at this table. This seat is freely given. It doesn't mean it, that it didn't cost anything. It's free to you, but it was not free to purchase. It cost the life of God's one and only son, Jesus Christ, who was stretched out on a cross and painfully executed. He, again, he, he was tempted like you were, but he was the only one without sin, which is the reason why he was the only one that could die for your sin, because your sin and mine kept us from this table, this perfect table of God's presence. We, we, we wouldn't have been invited. Our sin would have excluded us. But God said, come. I've made a way. I've made a way possible for you to come and dine with me. I've made a way possible for you to overcome dining with temptation, to overcome sin. And it's through the sacrificial death of my son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross for your sins. And he died for you, gave his life so that you can find life, so that you could dine with the Lord forever in paradise. That's, that's God's offer, to receive his son Jesus in your heart, to be forgiven of your sins, but not only that, to enjoy this amazing banqueting table from God. Final verse I wanna read to you today, and whether for you this is coming home today and you're realizing you need to come back to God or maybe for the first time, or maybe for many of us, it's just a reminder that, man, I need to feast at God's table each and every day. 
I can't let another day pass me by where I, I wander away. I, I got to stay at his table. I got to feast on what's really satisfying. I want you to hear these words of Jesus in Revelation chapter 3, verse 19, the words to his church. He says, in, excuse me, in verse 20, he says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. I'll come in and dine with them. I mean, you just open the door. I'm here. I'm knocking. I want to come in. I want to dine with you. I have, I have something that will satisfy you. But you have to open the door. You have to come to the table. And, and really, that's your, your biggest takeaway today. That's the so what. It is I have to dine at God's banqueting table in his presence every day. I have to come to him and feast on the riches of his word and, and, and experience the satisfaction of worshiping him and enjoying walking with him in prayer. Not religiosity and routine. No, it's, it's, it's this life-giving relationship that I walk in that's made possible through Jesus. I, I just got to pull up a seat at the table every day and say, God, fill my soul because my soul has longings and desires. And if I don't fill up at your table, I'm going to be tempted to go and and fill up on something that will never satisfy me. So God, help me know how, what it means to sit at your table, to worship you, to know your presence more, to experience life eternal in you. So that's the offer today, and I hope you'll receive it. I hope you'll sit at God's banqueting table this week and enjoy it like never before. I hope you'll say no to temptation. You'll run from it, and you'll run to something. That you'll run to God, to his table, so you can be satisfied. Right on? Right on. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for the table, the banquet table that you offer, the, the table that's filled with the riches of your kindness that satisfy us and fill us like nothing in this world. And God, I pray that, that our eyes will be open to look past temptation, to look beyond the pull of this world into something that's so much more eternal, something that's so much more satisfying forever, the joy in your presence. And so God, I pray that you would help us, help us to, to dine with you, to turn to you. And while we're praying with heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe there's somebody here today who would say, I, I'm not dining with God. I'm not experiencing the fullness of his presence. Now, I don't even know what it means to sit at God's table. I've been settling for less. And you say, I want to come home today. I, I want my sins to be forgiven. I want a place at that table. How do I get it? Listen, you can't earn it. You receive it by faith. You say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And you died for me. You paid the price for my sin. You pay the penalty for my sin that kept me away from this table. And now if I receive you, I understand that I'll be invited to God's table. I'll have received a spot paid by you, Jesus, paid in full, a spot at your table. And if that's the gift you'd like to receive today, you can do that by simply praying this prayer. Just say, God, please forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner, and I need you, Jesus, to save me. So I accept the death that you died for me on the cross. I receive you into my life as my Lord, my Savior, I welcome you into my life. I'm opening the door of my heart. Please not only forgive me, but fill me, God, with what's satisfying to my soul. It's in your name I pray. Amen. And if you, if you pray that prayer today, I want to congratulate you. That's the best decision you can ever make. But you can't stop with just that decision today. Each and every day, each and every week, you need to feast at God's banqueting table. That's, that's what all of us have to do. That's our, that's our application as we leave here today is to go and feast at God's banqueting table. Fill up on what will satisfy you and run from what can never satisfy you. Let's go into this week and let's worship God like never before. Thanks for joining us at Church Experience Online. Please don't forget to check out the website if you'd like to get more connected, learn more, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially. You're now going to hear a Church Experience Worship original song, and we hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you learned today.
Drawing us near, invited to your kingdom. 